Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Nicola became the first female boxer to become an Olympic champion and then followed that up by defending that title she won in London in 2012 in Rio four years later. She at one stage held Olympic, world and European titles at flyweight as an amateur. Turning professional, she became WBO flyweight champion of the world and retired with an undefeated record. I've waited a long time to see your smiling face, your bright eyes, and everything about being a winner. And the journey that we're going to go on in the next hour or so, I hope you enjoy, because this is absolutely all about you, your sporting life. What a life. I know. It's, it's been unbelievable. Um, a big rollercoaster journey, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Can we go right the way back? Yeah. Growing up was difficult to start with for you and your brother Curtis and Mum Dee, wasn't it, uh, when your dad was still around? Yeah, it was. I grew up in a council estate in Leeds. There was a lot of domestic violence going on as well before um, my mum left my, left my dad. Mm. And then it was me, my, me, my mum and my brother soldiering on together. <laughs> Did you work as a unit of three then together in that? Did your did your mum sit down with you and say, you know, it's not worked out with me and your dad, innocent. We've gone our separate ways. We had to. Your, your mother must have been so strong with that at that stage, though, because it's not easy if there is domestic violence and abuse to actually get out of that sort of relationship. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't easy for her, and it was... I know it was a really, really tough time for her, because she, she was she was scared as well. She didn't know how she was going to survive on her on her own, looking after two kids. Did you understand what was actually going on, or was it something that you you weren't quite sure about? Yeah, I um, I understood um, what was going on, and I understood why she wanted to leave as well. And I think it was it must have been for her one of the hardest times in her in her life making the decision to to leave my dad and to be on her own looking after two children because it's something that when when you're not involved in domestic violence you think oh oh, I'd never I wouldn't do that I'd leave straight away but I think people don't understand how how controlling it can it can be and 
the fear of having to do everything on your own and mm. and and it's it's a it's a scary scary place to to be mm. in and um yes yeah, so i really take my hat off to my mum mm. for getting the the courage up to be able to to do that and it, it is amazing because i think you if you're the abused you feel shame as if it is your fault yeah yeah was there part of growing up in you that even by that stage on the on the good side of things that you you were energized that you felt sport was sort of going to be part of your life were you a healthy youngster did you want to go out did you do many things before of course we get on to how you started boxing yeah i used to um i used to do the 100 and 200 meter sprints um i used to play football before i started boxing but i never i never thought that i was going to be an athlete one day i just it was just something that I used to do to 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 have fun, really. I, I didn't think, yeah, that it was going to be a, a whole whole career. I mean, even when I went down to the local boxing gym, it was literally all by accident. My mum couldn't get a babysitter one night, and she took me and my brother to an after-school boxing class that they had mm. at the same place where she did her aerobics, mm. and just purely by chance, you know, I ended up a double Olympic champion. I absolutely loved the boxing and. Yeah, just <laughs> purely by by accident. How, how did that first tempt you then? I, I I think it's a great story. Your mum had two jobs. As you said, she was looking after herself as well. She needed to find some childcare for you. And there it was, a perfect way of doing it. And was it the boxing or the exercise or, or the feelings? What feelings did you have that this feels great? Uh, I think it was everything. I got into the I got into the gym and I saw everybody like going around the bags, punching the bags, in the ring sparring, all the kids running around. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. Because my, my, my dad was a big fan of boxing. I'd seen the reruns of Muhammad Ali and Rumble in the Jungle and Mike Tyson, Bruno. And when I got into the, the gym and I was like, wow, this must have been what it was like for, for them training. And it was a real old school, like Rocky type gym. It was in the basement of a um, an old working men's club, and they had like the you know the small rectangular windows at the top with steam on them. Like yeah, it was it was a real like sawdust kind of gym. Those places have got such a great gritty feel, and also because of your artistic side of things with acting and uh, and other things too you can nearly feel you're part of a film can't you walking yeah. into those sort of places yeah you really can you really can and just being around all the kids and I met the met my coach for the same uh, the first time Steve Franks and mm. he was like I have one rule you're all boxers in here and you listen to me and and that was it you know there wasn't any oh you'll be treated differently because you're a girl and it was just you know you're all you're all boxers and and that was the end of it and I never really understood that at the time because I was only 12 years old so I didn't really understood the meaning of why he said that mm -hmm. I was just like oh cool okay he's the coach he's in charge you know let's let's do some boxing but obviously now when I when I look back um, women's boxing wasn't a big thing there wasn't many many female boxers in the gym I was the only mm. only girl in the in the gym at the time but I'm, I'm so happy that my coach was like that and I was just always treated as like one of the boxers. What did you first do to shape the beginning of a successful career then was it part exercise part sparring 
part weights? Did he have a a circuit? Did he did he have something that on a regular basis he made a plan and timetable for you? Yeah, so I used to when I first started out, I used to go three times three times a week and you pretty much did everything in one. They do like um little circuits for the for the kids and then we'd do some shadow boxing and then we'd get in the ring, do a little bit of um sparring and a bit of pads and stuff and it wasn't until I was thirteen that he he said to me, you know, I think you're really talented, and have you thought about getting into competition? And um, I said, you know, I I hadn't really thought about it, but you know, why not? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. I, I like it, and he had a lot of confidence in me as well, so I I went for it. It's amazing, isn't it? Because you have to be light on your feet, strong physically, mentally, brave, all these things that sort of were released because you'd found something that you enjoyed. Yeah, it was, it really was. And I, I just I just loved everything about it. And because when I used to play football, it was like I'd, I'd give a 110% and then like I'd see other people on my team not working as hard and then we'd lose the game. And I always used to get so frustrated. And I found with the with the boxing, whatever, whatever I did and however hard I worked, I, I saw the benefits from it. <laughs> so I think that's what really, grasped me to the to the sport i just i I loved i love the fact that whatever i put in was what i got out and i was always learning all the time how did curtis take all this oh he thought it was great he he loved the boxing he just wasn't a fan of the the hard training that 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 went with it (laughs) (laughs) so he left that to you yeah yeah can you remember the first fight that you ever got into at that stage if i could put it that way oh yeah yeah i i do um it was in um, an old working men's club. They were still smoking at the time, so there was like a smoke, above, like a ring of smoke above the ring. <laughs> and I, I remember being so excited. I was like, I was backstage and I was peeping through the curtain to see what was going on. And my coach would be telling me to sit down and relax, you know, save your energy. But I was like, I was so excited. And at the time, um, Prince Nazim was was boxing, and. I was I, I loved his loved his style his flair hands down and I was like yeah this is what I'm gonna do in the ring and I got in the ring and emulating his style and doing the Ali shuffle I oh man I absolutely absolutely loved it um I've won won my won my first fight and yeah it was it was it was amazing my 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 mum was in the crowd my brother was in the crowd it was uh, it was so cool so cool no fear of course at that age yeah of course. It's like it's weird when you're a kid. You don't have any any fear about anything. You just you just go into stuff, don't you? Well, yeah, you're indestructible. Yeah, and yeah. Young and vibrant, and here was something to absolutely grasp. I think that's something though that you've never lost. Definitely, definitely. I just I just love that. I love the I love everything about boxing, like the the confidence, the determination, just the the focus, the the crowds. Yeah, I love it. So you're having to combine that with study at Hopwood Grange School, is it? You, uh, you, Hopwood Hall. Hopwood Hall, you were there, weren't you? So uh, what did they think of you, being a boxer and a young... Yeah, oh, they thought they thought I was really good. That was when I first met um, Alwyn Belcher. Uh, still, still, I still do a bit of training with him now. Mm. He's um, 84 years old, Gosh. still absolutely doing the most, lifting weights. I mean, I don't know where he gets his energy from. <laughs> I, mean, I really don't. <laughs> and like, and we used to when we was at Hopwood Hall, we used to train three times a day. So we'd do a run on the morning, 
have breakfast and then go go to go to lessons we'd have a boxing boxing session after after dinner uh, after lunch sorry go back have lessons and then we'd have a a session on the evening but um i absolutely loved it there because it was a great way to be able to combine my college education and my training mm. at the same time because it's always always really hard to juggle the juggle both of them at the same time so it was really good to be at that college and then we'd have like because there was there was football rugby and i think you call it the royal royal service so like they had like army and it was really good because like every so often they'd have competitions and stuff and we'd go up against like the football players and the army and the and and the rugby players and stuff it was really it was really good and at this stage obviously amateur boxing was going to be the way forward did you had you got a career in mind that would combine with that at that stage? Just right. through that, you know, eventually you're going to have to get out to work a, oh, yeah. alongside the boxing. Or did you somehow think, because professional women's yeah. boxing at that stage was 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 not was sort of even attainable, if I could put it that yeah, way. Really. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it was. It was tough. So I had to. I had to um, do jobs as well to mm. go alongside that. I did extra work and I did renovating houses as well just to just to fund my my career while I was uh, while I was boxing you say the extra work when you mean of course is the likes of Corrie and yeah, Emmerdale Corrie, yeah. and things like that yeah Coronation Street and Emmerdale I, I know it's the most random job but <laughs> <laughs> to go alongside boxing but I I, I, I wanted to be a, an actor as well and I mm. thought like what's the what's the easiest way I can Maybe get some ex- experience, get talking to people, and so that's when I I went into the extra work as well, and it just so happened that after I won a medal in the London 2012, I kind of yeah I couldn't really blend into the background anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but that must have, that was fun too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. But acting though, really very much I'll call it performing. Yeah. So performing as a sportswoman and performing as an extra there there's a similar confidence needed yeah there is actually it's it's all it's all it's all entertainment it's all um all a all a performance and i i liked i liked that about it and mm. it's just nice that i'll be able to do a lot more a lot more stuff now like now i've um now i've retired it's it's really nice i'm i'm really excited about about the future let's go back then and you've initially wowed everybody you've got something special there's no doubt about this you've got to now go through the amateur ranks and begin to dream of the big events which would be nationals commonwealth and eventually olympics of course did you have a pathway because i've i've also of the, the many things i've read about you you seem to be very clear on your pathways yeah i i literally which probably sounded really strange at the time but literally when I, I got to I think it was like 14 15 I knew that I this was what I wanted to do and I knew I was going to be in the Olympics one day and win gold and I, I mean when I think back now I can't even imagine what people must have thought when I used to tell them that like yeah I'm, I'm going to be in the Olympics and I'm going to win a gold medal and women's boxing wasn't even an Olympic sport yet and I was so sure and so determined that I was going to I was going to create this path and it was it was going to happen one day and I after I boxed when I was 13 I didn't have 
another competition till until I was 17, just because there was there was no other girls to box against. So it wasn't until I turned 17 and, and I became a senior that I was able to get more competitions, went to the, the nationals, um, won them, boxed for, boxed for England in the first first ever women's multi-nations in um, in boxing um, in Ireland, which was the first time I met Katie Taylor actually oh, as well. Okay. That was the first time um, she'd ever had a, a boxing match. I've, I mean, I've known Katie Taylor like years. It was all working out at the right time. And that's another thing. It's not, it's not luck because it's skill, but you also have to be in a passage of time where things that you were believing in within yourself, both in your sporting life and your personal life, was opening up for people like you. Yeah, it was. It really was. And my my mum helped a lot as well, writing letters to to everybody you can think of, the the council, the government, trying to get trying to get funding for all the girls because when it when we did start going away regular, we didn't have all the setup that the the guys had. The guys had regular regular training camps. They had the full team, you know, nutritionists, physios, doctors, like every, everything. And um, we'd go to a European Championships, for example, we'd get one training camp beforehand. We'd get one coach to go away with 10 boxers. We'd have maybe three, three different kits, which we all had to share. So luckily I was the lightest because the kit was always nice and fresh and dry when <laughs> when I got in the ring. You know, it was, uh, but it was huge because obviously it had to fit me and then it had to go right up to the top and, and fit someone um, the size of Savannah Marshall, you know, 75 yeah. kilos, which was looking, starting to look a little bit smaller on <laughs> on her. So yeah, it was, it, it was. Amazing. It, I mean, did you have your own head protectors though? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. All of that side of things. Yeah. And your favourite gloves or was it? No. no? Um, well, luckily, the um, the gloves would be provided by the event. So we didn't have to have to worry about that. But for the likes of physios and doctors, we were quite close with the with the Irish team. So they used to help us out with if we needed an extra coach, if like one of the boxers was boxing right after say like I performed there was a boxer like straight after so someone needs to be warming up that person while one's in the ring and yeah so they used to help us help us out a lot and it was and you know we were just like why don't we get any funding and it was like it was almost like a catch 2022 it was like well you'll get more funding when you start winning medals at tournaments but it was like we couldn't really win medals at tournaments because we we didn't have the support to be able to to do that so Mm. and it was a it was a real Real, real tough, tough game. Real tough game. Three two-minute rounds. Yeah. What are, what does that feel like as a teenager? Because the energy needed for that, none of us, unless we've ever been anywhere near boxing, would be able to understand the physicality of that and the the amazing sort of physiology that's needed for your body to cope with that. Yeah, you have to be like you have to be so fit for boxing. And I think it must be one of the only sports where you probably combine every single sport for training <laughs> <laughs> for the for, for boxing. Like you you do swimming, you do you run, you sprint, rowing, cycling. I mean, you pretty much we pretty much cover weightlifting. We pretty much cover everything. <laughs> and the other thing, have you always been lucky with your weight from that point of view? Because that's another part of this that that 
people forget yeah yeah with it being a, a weight controlled sport as well that's a that's a whole nother thing i mean when it became an olympic sport there was only three weight divisions at the at the time and that was 51 kilos 60 kilos and 75 kilos mm. where there's 10 10 weight divisions for boxing so it was if you if you you wasn't small enough to fit into 51 or you wasn't big enough mm. to fit into 60 kilos you kind of you you lost out um of your chance going to the Olympics, but it also made it really hard competition as well because you had world champions and Pan Am game champions and, you know, every kind of champion coming into one weight division. So it was like every time you boxed, you were boxing a champion. It was it was so hard, so hard. For you, though, your flyweight was perfect for you, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was the perfect, perfect, perfect weight for me. I started off boxing at bantamweight, 54 kilos, so it was only a couple of kilos to come off. And I, I was lucky enough to be the bigger end of uh, 51 kilos. So um, apart from the odd op opponent, there wasn't many that, that would be taller or bigger than me in, the, in, in that weight class. When you get to the level that you were getting to and now aspiring and, and getting through nationals and Europeans and, and, and beginning now to think about London 2012, which is incredible, really, isn't it? To think that this is all now coming together for you in your home country. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was an unbelievable time when it was when it was announced that women's boxing was going to be in the Olympics in 2009. It. I was absolutely. I. I. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, yes, it's finally here. And but at the time, I actually had a really serious back injury. I had fallen fallen down the stairs. I was packing my my boxing kit for competition and I'd left my, my bandages hanging out of my bag and I was in a rush and I've tripped over the bandages, gone down <laughs> gone down the stairs and yeah, it was it, yeah, I, I went to I went I, did, I went to the competition. I won the competition, um, but it wasn't until a couple of weeks later that my back wasn't getting any better. It was just getting worse and worse. They took me for an MRI and they they saw that I damaged the vertebrae in my back, and and that was it. Basically, I was off boxing for a whole year. Um, I was bed bound for three months. Couldn't couldn't really move. I, I was so so shocked at how much having and a back injury really affects everything you do. Even the small things like brushing my teeth, mm. I used to struggle doing that. I had to sit down just to brush my teeth and it was yeah, it was it was soul destroying because I'd have at the time it'd have been nicer to have a broken arm or a broken leg because at least then I could have gone out, seen my friends, you know, I had a bit of fun while with with my time off, but I was literally just just stuck in a bed. Mm. Um, you were born in a way that you'd reached your late 20s before all the great things happened, Yeah, if I yeah. can put it that way, which I think actually, in a way for the new sport and everything, and the leader that you were, was again part of this perfect symmetry of time for you. I think you needed all of that experience and all of that hard work that you did and then understanding how to overcome serious injury like that and still absolutely in your prime. Yeah, definitely. It was a it was a tough tough time. I I I remember going up to the training camps and 
just being sat on the sidelines and getting physio and watching everybody else working out and wishing that I could just get up and and start moving and I I remember the physios and the doctors always used to say you know it'll be fine you you're gonna you'll you'll make you'll make it in time for the Olympics everything will be fine but it was hard for me to to picture that when I I was struggling to to walk never mind mm. be able to even you know start punching the punching the bags or even run just you know little things like riding the riding a bike was a a real a real real struggle and it was it was very, very hard. Mm. And I remember at the time they were doing the selection. So there was another two girls that were wanting to go to the Olympics as well. And I was up against up against them. And the doctor came came to me and he said, the coaches just need to, they know, you know, they know you're a, a world medalist and, and European medalist and everything, but they need to see you do something before they can actually accept you on the team. And I remember thinking like, right, okay, and at the time I was, I had a morphine patch on my on my back and I was taking Oromorph as well for the pain. And I just remember thinking to myself, right, I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm not gonna let this let this stop me. And I, I stuck three morphine patches on my back. I drunk like half a bottle of Oromorph. Don't try this at home, by the way. <laughs> and I went into went into the the gym session. I did the bags. I did the pads. I did everything. And I was like, literally, could not move for a week after. But I got the the letter in the post saying that um, I was selected for for the team. And I was like, literally in tears. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, yes, I like I've I've done it. I've done it. It was it was all worth all that pain. <laughs> That's amazing, really. That, that that really is. Still to come on My Sporting Life on Talk Sport. I was nervous. I was excited. My adrenaline was going. I was happy. I was waving to the crowd. And my coach had literally told me before, he says, I know, you know, you want to win. And as much as it is all about winning and, you know, the seriousness of everything, like, you need to have fun and enjoy it because it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give your supporters an insight in now when you're fit, your daily routine going towards now preparing to try to become an Olympic champion. Yeah, my daily routine was we'd get up in the morning, the coaches do a check away to see where you are because we were on Team GB boxing, we were only allowed to be within 5% of his weight division. So uh, me boxing at 51 kilos, I was never allowed to be more than 53.4 at any time. So they do the weight check on the morning, you go for a run, you come back, you have breakfast, um, mid-morning you have the strength and conditioning session and um, that's your your weights your press-ups your pull-ups and go back after that you have you have your lunch and then you're back in for the evening evening session which is the the boxing uh, the bags the pads the sparring after that you either have physio if you've got like things that you need to work on mm-hmm. for for rehab or anything, and then um, you can hang out in the jacuzzi, and, and then that's it, and then it starts all over again. And um, we used to we used to live and train in Sheffield, um, Monday to Thursday, every every week. So it was, it was yeah, it was intense. It was intense. <laughs> no carbs after seven in the evening. Yeah, normally you getting getting ready to chill out, sit down and relax. It it normally stores as fat, so. Um, that's a, a good tip for, for everybody listening, you know, no carbs after seven o'clock. <laughs> when you become a European champion, a world champion, as you did, and then you're preparing for the Olympics, did you have friends? Do you have acquaintances? Can it still be quite lonely because you're the best? Yeah, it can. You have to sacrifice everything, birthdays, christenings, weddings. I mean, I've, I've missed so many, so many different things. Being being a boxer, but it was all, it was all to become a champion, and I was ready and prepared to do whatever it took to 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 be a champion. Apart from the injury times, did you have any other difficult moments? Did you turn to mum or to Curtis and sort of, I don't know if I can get through all of this. I want to, but I'm I'm not sure. I think the the biggest time for me for that was the my back injury, and. I just wasn't sure, you know, if I'd be able to get back into it, what what I'd be like as a boxer once I get back into back into training and everything and would I, would would I would I still be as fast, you know, would I I don't know, would I still be as strong? Maybe I won't be able to lift as as heavy heavy weights, you know, there was so many so many different different um, thoughts that ran through my mind, especially because there was two other girls that were fit and healthy, all just, you know, just waiting to, waiting to go, literally just let them off the leashes and that's, you know, that's it, they're ready to go. And it was a, it was a very tough, uh, tough time for me. And the turning point actually was when um, we went to a training camp slash tournament in Crete. And this was the first boxing tournament I'd been to um, since my since my back injury, and this was in 2010, and at the time I was maybe 50%. I wasn't. I was allowed to do a steady run for maybe 10 minutes, no more. wasn't allowed to do any sprints, no heavy lifting like squats or, or deadlifts. My back wasn't wasn't there yet, and um, the coaches saw me and I was doing sparring with some of the the other countries that were there. There was Sweden a few few other countries as well and they said you know what 
we want to put you into put you into this tournament to see how you get on it's it's not it's not going to be too big there's not going to be too many you know really tough like number one boxes there you you know you should be should be all right so i was like oh, okay you know you know I'll, I'll give it a go why not saying i'm looking looking good and i i remember i was getting physio at the time from um Cashier, one of the, mm-hmm. the one of the physios there and it used to take her an hour to loosen off all the muscles in my in my back after training and um we were in there talking and she says to me she said hey nick you know i don't want to put pressure on you but you know this tournament is going to be really important for you because if you win this tournament you'll be the person that will be selected to go to the world championships and then go to the Olympic qualifiers. And I was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, I'm, I'm ready. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Like, what, whatever, whatever it takes. And they had two of the girls from GB in. So there was me at the bottom of the draw, and the other girl at the top. So it was ideal scenario. It would have been, would have, you know, met in Men the finals, fun. and and then boxed off there. So I was like, okay. I remember going to bed that night. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready. Let's do this. You know, I've, I've got nothing to lose. Like I've come this far, and I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let this stop me now. And um, went to the, went to the weigh-in the next morning, so they could do the draw and everything. And man, didn't, didn't Russia roll up with all their number ones? <laughs> the reigning world champion, European champion. I was like, oh great. I was like, perfect. <laughs> That's all you need when you, when you're in your first, first tournament back. You had a year out of boxing. So I was like, okay, okay. It's, you know, I might, I might not get them in the draw. There's a, you know, there's a lot of other countries that I, I might come up against first and uh we've got into we got into the room we had the the team meeting of where they tell you where wh- who you're gonna box what day and uh i could tell by the coach's face like straight away as soon as i came in i was like i've got the russian on her and he was like yeah first day <laughs> i was like cool all right <laughs> i'm ready let's let's do this and uh, i went out and I boxed uh, boxed against this Russian, and I won by one point. Mm. And I remember thinking to myself, "I am so like happy. I like I can't believe it. I mean, I was like fifty percent fit, couldn't barely run. You know, I was I was barely even lifting anything. So the fact that this this uh, this boxer from Russia, you know, she she was in full swing training. She's smashing everything mm. at the moment. So I, I was like absolutely buzzing. And I went through the tournament." The other girl from Team GB yeah. was beaten by somebody else. So I boxed the the European champion in the finals from Sweden at the time, beat her too. I ended up with best boxer of the tournament. And that for me, apart from the, the Olympics, obviously, from winning gold was one of, one of the tournaments that I'll never forget just because it was my first tournament back and there was so mm. much, there was so much on the line. And to come back and win, I, oh man, I was so happy. That proved it all to yourself. Yeah, it really did. I, I think one of the other important things is that you've always used repetition, haven't you? Repeat the good things, repeat, repeat, repeat. That's always been part of your mantra. And I think that kept you in good stead during the, the difficult times and the time out too. Yeah, it did. It really, really did. Being able to, to stay positive and think about the the good things and not, dwell on the on the bad things it really really helped me helped me a lot and I think I'm I was always I always used to try to improve on my performance all the time I'm always 
when we used to sit down and have the debriefs where we'd go back and watch the watch the tournaments and how you performed and I was always always looking at what I could do better what my faults were in that competition so that when I came up to boxing against these girls again they were always looking at the past me the faults that they were looking at by the time they boxed me again those faults are no longer there so I was always trying to stay one step ahead mm. ahead the game I'm like okay I know what they're going to be looking for because I've seen my last tape so when they go for those where they go for those openings it's not going to be there and I'm going to be there ready to capitalize on it mm. let's now move towards London 2012 you've got the added pressure of course that you're going to be one of the favorites and one of the golden girls as far as the press the media and everybody else is concerned here and this was just such an incredible moment yeah it was it it really was it was unbelievable i mean i was tipped for gold in the olympics and i hadn't even qualified to go to the olympics yet no pressure nick it's all right it's only the first time women's boxing's ever been in the olympics we're expecting a gold <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it was yeah i mean it was the the pressure was unbelievable but i i loved i liked having the pressure it makes me perform better. It, it makes me feel like if there was no pressure, I wouldn't be that bothered about it. But because there was so much pressure and because everybody thought that I was going to do well, it made me perform. It made me perform better than I ever could have. And when the there was other, there was Savannah Marshall and Natasha Jonas yeah. as well that went to went to the games and um, they both went out in the in the quarterfinals. And I, I remember Rob McCracken saying to me, you know, Nick, women's boxing you, you know is is resting on your shoulders pretty much you know we need we need a medal we need this we need this gold medal for women's boxing to to ever ever take off and i think it's because rob knows me so well he knows what i respond really well to stuff like that because there is athletes and boxers that if you told them that <laughs> that be it. yeah <laughs> but I, I know actually because i you know I, i've worked when rob has done the other side of things alongside us ringside and and what yeah. have you that that the great thing that he would have recognized as as did others in you was this pathway as a leader that you had and the way that you could process everything so well yeah i never never thought about it like that actually yeah because he always used to, you know, he always used to say that, like, you know, Nick, just just go out, do what you do, what you do, and you know, and you'll 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 win. And um, I remember, I remember that night, and I was I was laid there, and I was like thinking about all all these young girls watching the boxing, and like hoping that and praying that I win. So I was like, I better make sure I win this fight tomorrow. <laughs> Were you a good sleeper before fights or not? Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't too bad before the before the finals. Though I didn't. I didn't get that much sleep. But I um I caught up on my sleep in the in the day, which was which was good, because I I, I was I was so ready for this finals, so ready, especially because the girl that I boxed, Ren Kan Kan yeah. from China, she'd previously beaten me ten weeks before yeah, the games exactly. in the World Championships, so I was I was ready. I was ready. I remember going to uh, my interviews after every competition. I'm like, did Ren Kan Kan win? Because that's the only person that I wanted to, mm -hmm. I wanted to face in the finals. Like we had such a, such a rivalry. 
she beat me, then I beat her, and then she beat me again. And I was like, I'm putting an end to this. Like this, this has to end. I'm, it's 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 all or nothing now. This is this is my home country. This is my Olympics, and I'm I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna win. Uh, were you in the village all the way through? Yeah, yeah. And of course, with the boxing coming as it did towards the end. Yeah. The swimmers are partying by this stage. Yeah. So yeah. and so the the athletes. There's all this. Everything is going on, isn't it? At the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy because like boxing is one of the only sports that goes all the way through right to the end of end of the games. It's like man, you see you see all the um, the medal tallies just going up on the board and like oh Chris Hoyes just won today and like everybody's just you know out having fun and I'm like damn, but like I haven't even performed yet. <laughs> like I had one competition yet and everybody's already like. Like, won their medals and yeah it was it was it was crazy like and once we got we got that first medal on the board that was it everybody yeah. just took off it just gave everybody confidence then and we were just winning gold medals left right and center and um after after i did win my gold everybody was saying like oh well, like once you before i won they were like once you win your when you medal you have to go into westfield and just stand there in the middle and just watch like all the all the crowd just absolutely like mob you and i was like yeah i'm gonna try that <laughs> uh, wow that was that was a an unreal experience like i'd literally gone from people you know not knowing who i was to absolutely everybody in the nation knowing knowing my name and to stand in the middle of Westfield and just have like swamps of people just absolutely surround you was it was oh man it was insane it was insane just take you back to the eve of the fight the final now and did you contact mum at that stage yeah I did I, I spoke to my mum and my brother and I I remember saying you know I'm 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 ready like I've I've got this I'm I'm gonna win like I'm nervous but I know what to do and I've I've trained for this I've focused my whole camp on beating this one person I I didn't care about anybody else I'd beaten everybody else like five or six times already you know I've got their numbers like there's nothing that they could do to possibly beat me but this one girl I need to. We we we've got unfinished business, like, and I'm ready. I'm I'm so ready for this. And now you're getting there. You're preparing for the fight. You're in the holding room, and uh, and what have you? Uh, what was that walk to the ring like? I I was I was nervous. I was excited. My adrenaline was going. I was happy. I was waving to the crowd, and because I, my coach had literally told me before, he says, "I know, you know, you want to win, and as much as it is all about winning, and you know, the seriousness of everything, like you need to have fun and enjoy it because it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. We may never have another Olympics for an, in in the mm -hmm. UK for another fifty fifty years, or you know, maybe it might even be longer." Mm -hmm. And it was like, and the fact that you're being able to do this in your home country like just enjoy it and that's what i went out and did i i was I, I yeah i was waving to the crowd i was laughing i was like i was i was really up for it and in the back of my mind i'm thinking about my my tactics and and what i'm gonna do and my my um my mantra always was like be fast be first and look good and i always remember just like saying that to myself as i was going to going to the ring and i stepped in the ring and the crowd i mean the noise was unbelievable you, you couldn't block it out even even if you tried they said it was the same amount of noise as a jumbo jet taking off like it was that loud and it was it was unreal and every every shot I threw the crowd just went wild so I was like 
yeah, I went for a few more. And I was like, yeah, I was going in with combinations. It was, yeah, it was, it was unreal. And when I got the, when I, when I managed to knock her down in the, yeah. in the second round and I'm like, looking at the crowd there cheering. I'm like, yes, we've got this. And they're like, look round and Can Can's getting off the compass. And I'm like, okay, focus, focus, Nick. <laughs> you need regroup, regroup. She's up, she's up. So, um, you know, I, I, I kept my, kept my focus. And I was, I went, I went through that round, won the third and fourth round. I was like, yes, you know, I've, I've done it. Like, this is, this is it. All the referee has to do now is raise my hand and declare me the, declare me the winner. Wow. And the podium. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the, the understatement of the year, you know, I, I finished, I finished, I've won, I've made history. And I, I go to the first reporter I went to and he's like, wow, you know, you've made history first female boxer, you're an Olympic champion, home games, you know, how do you feel? And I was like, yeah, made my day. I was like, <laughs> of all the things <laughs> I could have said. <laughs> but that's you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the real you. And that, that was just great. <laughs> and then to be proud and, and everything that you'd come through and everything that your your mum and your brother had come through too, for you to stand on the top of a podium and the flag goes up and the national anthem and everything, for the three of you, that was just magnificent. Yeah, it it really was. It was like all the all the struggle, all the hard work. When we when me and my brother were younger, you know, it'd be a case of do you want these new shoes or do you want these pair of boxing gloves? And we'd sacrifice so much and to to think that I was finally, I'd done it. I was on the podium, the national anthem was playing, I had my gold medal. I was just like, man, I just, it, it, it did take, it did take a, a while to, to sink in that what I'd actually, what I'd actually achieved, you know, making, making history and, and being the, being the first. And because all I'd thought about, for so long was, I just want to win a gold medal. Like I'd never thought about mm. what comes after, what my life will be like after. I was just so focused on on just winning that, that gold medal. I just want to take a pause from boxing though and, and talk about you as an individual. And, you know, difficult to have relationships while you're working so hard in everything. And then to work your own sexuality out and, and know who you are and part of the LGBTQ plus community and how important that has always been for you. Yeah, it has. And it's like, it was like, it was, it was a weird one because it was like all of a sudden I was representing all, all these different minorities. And I was like, man, like, what, what do I do? And, and I remember thinking to myself, I'm just going to be me. I'll just continue just, just being me. Like this is, the person, the person that the lights was the person that won that medal, and so I'm just gonna, you know, I'm not gonna change. I'm gonna continue being the 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 person that I am, and being able to to represent everybody, you know, it's 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 a it's a it's an honor to to be looked up to in 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 such a way, and yeah, I just uh, I, I guess I just. Just take it in my stride, I guess. <laughs> it's great. I mean, it, and, and the way that you do that and the way that you've combined everything is fantastic. And you are really a leader in in all of that too. And I, I, and I know it's important on the many things that you do these days. You know, for a, a lot of young people, 
discovering who they are as well they really can look up to you yeah for real I like I I've I always I think it, I think it comes from my mum actually she always used to tell me you know if you if you work hard and you stay dedicated you really can achieve anything and I think if I always think that if I can do it from where you know from where I came from council estate my parents would have divorced you know there was domestic violence my mum struggled to raise two kids and I still managed to be the person and be where I am today and I I, I always hope that I can inspire other other the other children the next generation mm. that you know that they can they can achieve anything it doesn't matter about your your sexuality or your color or your gender if you're good at what you do you know you'll always you'll always come out on top amazing to win in london but to win in rio four years later yeah because you've done it through you've got to go through it all again yeah and you yeah. did and that was even i should think that was just nearly as special in its own way wasn't it rio yeah it was it was it was definitely harder the the second time round as well because i had a huge target on my back i was the one to beat i was the the reigning olympic champion commonwealth games champion european and world champion and so i had a i had a huge target on my back i mean any boxer that that came up against me the the performance had increased by 10 to 20 percent it was just like man i always had to have, be on my a game every time i went in the ring because for them it was well if i lose you know it's i i lost to a champion and if i win i've got i've just beaten the 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 champion so you know they had nothing to lose it was a win-win situation mm. for them so it was tough it was tough every time i went out even even the girls on the the other girls on the team because even though i was the reigning olympic champion my spot for going to the qualifiers for Team GB was never promised. Um, it goes by how you perform in tournaments throughout the next four years. So I I always had to be on my A game. I, I had to go away and make sure I was, you know, getting gold wherever I went to make sure there was no question of who was the best person to, to represent the the Team GB boxing team. So I, yeah, I, I had to pull out all the stops and, what surprised me more was actually that I actually cried on the podium and I wasn't expecting it because I don't cry. I'm not I'm not I'm not very very emotional and I think it must have just been the whole just how, how much it took to yeah. to do to win the second time around. Mm -hmm. It was a, it was a it was a lot. It was a lot. The importance then of professional and professionalism and again a, a world leader in this and a very short but undefeated career. And something that I know uh, has been so vital to sort of completing the circle, if I can put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, them being able to turn professional and, and win a world title there was, you know, it was it was always my dream. I wanted to do what Muhammad Ali did, go to the Olympics, win a win a gold medal and turn pro and become a become a world champion. And I, I was fortunate enough to to be able to be able to achieve that. And I mean, when I when I look back now at my boxing career and how much I've achieved, I mean, damn, like. <laughs> I was like, I feel like Is I should really have been two me? people. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, how did you find the time? <laughs> did you know with the eye that there was a problem? Yeah, yeah. I knew um, straight after my, my last competition that 
um, there was a problem. The it happened in the first round of my last competition. Um, I got a, a thumb in my eye. It's very rare, but it does happen sometimes with the gloves. And it tore my um, pupil in two places. So I pretty much spent that fight seeing three people in the, in the ring and aiming for the middle one. <laughs> Just want to talk about one or two of the other things that I've seen that you've been doing that you must absolutely love. them. I mean, tell me, London Fashion Week with Vin and Omi. Oh, I absolutely love that. They made me uh, a suit with Muhammad Ali on there. And oh, man, it was unbelievable walking down the runway. I mean, God, I've been able to do some amazing things, receiving my MBE and my OBE and going to movie premieres and award shows. It's It definitely has been a, a roller coaster ride for a girl that's come from 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 Yorkshire in Leeds at council estate, and and now I'm I'm meeting meeting royals and and going to to Fashion Week. It's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. but you deserve every single thing that you've done because you've put in the hard miles. Thank you, thank you. You really have. Just want to finally finish. I was at the release from prison of Mike Tyson. Yeah. And he went straight to the mosque afterwards to pray, and. Muhammad Ali was alongside him. Oh, wow. And after Mike Tyson and Don King had flown off back to Ohio, uh, Muhammad Ali was left in the car park, and I was there with him. And he was finding it difficult by that stage to speak. Yeah. But when I've noticed talking to you, both you and he have that same bright-eyed way of looking. And it's a real winner. In there and I can I can see that in you that I saw in him and you deserve to be where you are at the very top of the world in the way that he was and you've emulated him it's all worked out in exactly the right way you know yeah for sure I I've, I feel like it has as well like it was just it's crazy it was when when I think back to when I was watching Muhammad Ali's reruns and emulating his moves and his and the alley shuffle and and then I I was just I was I was just so upset that I never got to actually meet him and tell him, you know, that he's he was the reason that I went on on this career of boxing and and decided to uh, achieve all the things that I have. He'd have got you. He'd have understood you exactly. And thank you very much indeed for taking us on your journey, an yeah. extraordinary one. Thank you. You've been listening to Talk Sports My Sporting Life with me, Mark Saggers. Thanks for listening. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Acast and Spotify for more top Talk Sport content. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 